we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 12th edition of the sunny side of sports. Coming up on Monday's show in African football, the elephants of Ivory Coast captured their third Africa Cup of Nations trophy in American-style football. The Chiefs of Kansas City win their third Super Bowl title in the past five years, and there is mourning in international athletics after the deaths of Kenya's marathon world record holder and his coach in a road accident. But we begin with celebrations in Abidjan, where Ivory Coast rallied to beat Nigeria 2-1 in the Nations Cup final. A crowd of more than 57,000 attended the match at the Alassane Watara Stadium in the Ivorian commercial capital. Ivorian winger Max Gradel says it was thrilling to lift the trophy in front of the home fans. It's an amazing game today and then against two top teams and then we are very happy to, to win this trophy because we wanted more than everybody. So to win it at home is making it more special. So. Very happy. What's the secret? The secret today. The secret? Because you are almost out of the tournament. Yes, uh, I mean that uh, the secret was like uh, the spirit of the, t- uh, the group, the team. Because uh, we were out, because we lost 4 0. But then we, we, we managed to, to put the, the group together and then we managed to be very strong. And then uh, I mean, they, they, this is what made the difference after the, when we play against Senegal. Because we know that. Uh, you cannot do any worse than that. So let's go for it. Let's go for it. And let's give a sunny side of sports salute to the elephants of Ivory Coast for their Nations Cup triumph. With more on the victory by the elephants, here's Samson O'Male in Abidjan. Ivory Coast came from a goal down to defeat Nigeria 2-1 and win the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations final at Alassane Watra Stadium in Abidjan on Sunday night. The elephants secured their third continental triumph and became the first host champions since Egypt in 2006 thanks to second half goals from Frank Kisei and Sebastian Haller after the Super Eagles enjoyed a 1-0 lead at the break thanks to William Truce Ekong's header. Sebastian Haller was the hero for Ivory Coast again as the Elephants came from behind to beat Nigeria and win the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations final on home soil. And talking about the 2023 Afghan final with the curtains officially closed on the tournament, CAV awarded the best performance of the tournament. Author of Kudavu's two assists in the final, Simon Adingra, was named the calf man of the match for the final. Despite not finishing at the summit as champions, Nigerian captain William Trus Ekong walked away with the best player award. Sporting greetings. This is William Trus Ekong from Nigeria Super Eagles. You're listening to the sunny sides of sports on the Voice of America. Guinea-Bissau danger man Emilio Nsue Lopez walked away with the Puma Golden Boots award for his five goals and saw him top the goal scoring chart of the competition. Bafana Bafana shortstopper Rowan Williams was voted the best goalkeeper for his heroics with the bronze medalist which includes a record four penalty saves against Equatorial Guinea and another two against DR Congo. In addition to finishing third in the competition, Bafana Bafana's bronze medal is accompanied by the Fair Play Team Award. Away from the awards now to some quick facts and figures from the final match of the CAF Africa Cup of Nations 
Nations. For the 12th time in history, the host country have won the CAF Africa Cup of Nations and the first since Egypt in 2006. For Côte d'Ivoire, this is their third title ever after 1992 in Senegal and 2015 in Equatorial Guinea. Nigeria have been eliminated in the CAF Africa Cup of Nations final for the fifth time after 1984, 1988, 1990 and 2000, equaling Ghana for the joint most aside that's finished as a tournament's runners-up. Amisa Fai is the very first manager to win a CAF Africa Cup of Nations tournament without starting the edition as the head coach of his team. While Nigeria's Williams Truce Ekong is the first defender and fullback to score three goals in the same CAF Africa Cup of Nations edition since Opta collects this data. Coming to you from the Alison Watra Stadium here in Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, I am Samson Omale. Thanks, Samson. We'll have more reaction to Ivory Coast winning the 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations football tournament. But first, VOA's James Buddy has a Black History Month segment on one of basketball's greatest players. It's time now for our Black History Month and African History Fact for today, February 12. On this day, 1934, American professional basketball player William Felton Bill Russell was born in West Monroe, Louisiana. He played for the Boston Celtics of the National Basketball Association, NBA, from 1956 to 1969. A five-time NBA Most Valuable Player, Russell was the centerpiece of the Celtics dynasty, winning 11 NBA championships during his 13-year career. Along with Henry Richard of the National Hockey League's Montreal Canadiens, Ross holds the record for the most championships won by an athlete in the North American Sports League. He died July 31, 2022, at age 88. For more reaction to Ivory Coast lifting the Africa Cup of Nations trophy, Iron Mike Mbonye called Abidjan, where he reached the chief football writer at ACLSports.com, Fisayo Dairo. I think I'll start by saying congratulations to the elephants of Côte d'Ivoire and, of course, the entire Africa's nation for this achievement. Yeah, it was um, a keenly contested game of football, although I think the Nigerians showed them a little more respect and perhaps did not do as much as a lot of Nigerians expected them to do in the game. They sat back for long periods, allowed their hosts to pick up the initiative and dictate the pace of the game. And not even when Nigeria took the lead late in the first half, did they look at all that they were going to win the game at the end of the day. So kudos to the Ivorians. They gave in their best. They showed that they wanted it more. And in the end, I think the better side won. It was um, a fitting ending to what has been a very great competition in all aspects, from the organization level to the footballing level, um, to the footballing aspects and um, to, to everything. You know, we, we, saw, we saw incredible goals. We saw huge upsets and we saw fantastic footballing artistries, even from teams we least expected them from. So I think it was... Uh, fitting into 
the spectacle we've had for the better part of one month. Kudos to the host. Of course, the next Africa Cup of Nations tournament is next year, and we'll see if they will be able to defend their title. Some football analysts say the elephants of Ivory Coast have luck on their side because they rose from the brink of elimination to win the trophy. What's your take on this? Perhaps you could say they were lucky, but I think it goes beyond just being lucky. Yes, sometimes you cannot detach luck from the game of football, but of course, you don't take anything away from what the Ivorians achieved. Yes, um, it's a fairy tale story. They arose from the ruins of um, about to be eliminated. They dismissed their head coach. But of course, you take nothing away from the performances in the knockout stage. You know, they play some of the best teams in the continent, from the Taranga Lions of Senegal to the Super Eagles of Nigeria. And one interesting fact is the fact that all the teams that Ivory Coast defeated from the second round to the final, they were unbeaten till that point of facing Cote d'Ivoire. So you need more than luck to beat these teams. They have very disciplined teams that they faced, top quality sides, but they, they did the business. So um, it, it goes beyond the luck. They were very, uh, especially from round of 16, they were committed, they were determined, they were brave in some aspects. And um, in the end, the fortune they say favors the brave. So I must say congratulations to them once again. It's a, it's a victory that has been savored across Ivory Coast. And they will hope that it serves as a template for future success for the elephants. Yes, it's nine years since they won it last, and now they've won it for a third time. And of course, they should be proud of what they have done in this competition. Fisayo, what's your assessment of AFCON 2023 compared to AFCON 2021 held in Cameroon, which you also covered? I think the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations staged in Cote d'Ivoire stands alone on its own. It is not to be compared to any competition that has been held before, let alone the last edition in Cameroon. In terms of logistics, in terms of organization, in terms of the football on the beach, I think AFCON 2023 excelled beyond imaginations. Yes, it's not a perfect tournament, especially in terms of the organization. Some things can be done better, but it's obvious and as seen by all that the Confederation of African Football and the local organizing committee have been, uh, did some things to make sure that every fan, every journalist, every football aficionado that was in Cote d'Ivoire had a time of their lives. Kudos to the organizers and kudos to the teams because without the teams, the competition is nothing. The players gave us their all. The players excelled in all parameters. The goalkeepers, the defenders. We had a defender, William Cruz Kong, as the player of the tournament. The midfielders, the attackers. It was indeed a very glorious tournament. And once again, the whole world is proud of Africa. We had the whole world talking about the Africa Cup of Nations, not just we Africans, you know, but from Europe to Asia to America. Everyone sang praises of the best of football dished out from Cote d'Ivoire. We had the highest number of goals scored in an Afghan tournament ever, and that alone is an attestation to the quality of football we witnessed here in Cote d'Ivoire. It has set a higher mark, or let me say a higher level, for other aspiring countries to better 
and I'm very sure that come in 2025 in Morocco, it will even be a better Africa Cup of Nations tournament. Kudos to everyone involved and congratulations to all of us as journalists and footballers. It was indeed a great advertisement for the African continent. That's Fisai Odairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. World Athletics and the Kenyan government are paying tribute to Kelvin Kiptum, the marathon world record holder who was killed along with his Rwandan coach, Gervais Hakizimana, in a road accident Sunday evening. The crash occurred about 11 p.m. local time on a road between the towns of Eldoret and Kaptagat in western Kenya. According to the police report, Kiptum was driving the vehicle when he lost control, veered off the road into a ditch, and then crashed into a large tree. Kiptum and Hakizimana died instantly, while a woman in the car survived with serious injuries and was treated at a local hospital. Ababu Namwamba, Kenya's Cabinet Secretary of Youth Affairs, Creative Economy and Sports, briefed the media on Monday in Nairobi and said Kiptum's death was a huge loss for both world and Kenyan sport. Kenya, the world, and the fraternity of athletics and sports in general has lost a special shining gem, a truly top-tier athlete and sportsman. Kelvin Kitum is a national hero by any standard, by any stretch of the imagination. And we will honor him in death as we honored him in life. With more reaction to Kiptum's death, here is VOA's Mariama Jallo in Nairobi. Kelvin Kiptum was a star said a social media post Monday from Kenyan President William Ruto. Ruto noted that Kiptum was only 24, yet had triumphed in several major competitions. His mental strength and discipline were unmatched. Kiptum was our future, Ruto's post said. That feeling is shared by many in Kenya, including Jackson Tuwe, president of Sports Body Athletics Kenya, who spoke to VOA on Monday. So he was a very humble person, uh, a young family of a wife and two children. He had just started his career, and we were hoping that he would actually go very far in his career. When I talked to him last time, he was uh, telling me that he's looking forward to bringing the, the marathon record uh, to, to lower than two, two, two hours. Kiptum was the first man to run a marathon in under two hours, one minute, when he set the world record of two hours and 35 seconds in Chicago last October, beating the previous record holder, Kenya's Iliad Kipchoge. The car crash Sunday happened on the road between the towns of Eldoret and Kaptagat in western Kenya, Twe says. The reports we have received so far from the police is that um, um, Kelvin Kiptum was driving the, his, his own car, but he lost control at about 11 o'clock last night and veered off the road into a ditch and then hit a very, a very big tree uh, somewhere there. Unfortunately, uh, both Kelvin and his coach uh, lost their lives on the spot 
and the girl who was um, in the car was uh, had serious injuries. She was taken to hospital. Former Kenyan Prime Minister and opposition leader Raila Odinga described Kipton as a remarkable individual and says the nation grieves the profound loss of a true hero. At a presser on Monday, Cabinet Secretary for Youth Affairs, Creative Economy and Sports, Ababu Namwamba, described the day as a very dark day for the athletics community, both in Kenya and across the world. He told reporters the passing of Kiptum was a loss of a special gem and has caused deep distress and pain for the country. Namwamba will meet with Kiptum's family on Monday. Mariama Jalu, VOA News, Nairobi. Thanks, Mariama. In American-style football, the Kansas City Chiefs have rallied past the San Francisco 49ers in overtime to win their second consecutive Super Bowl title. The AP Steve Carney reports. The Kansas City Chiefs are the ninth team in NFL history to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Dave Ferry reports. Patrick Mahomes hooked up with McCole Hardman for a three-yard touchdown with three seconds left in overtime to give the Chiefs a 25-22 win over the 49ers in Super Bowl 58. He's someone that continues continues to practice hard and, and get better. And obviously, that receiver rotation, we were bouncing around a lot of guys all year long, and um, those guys just continue to work. And, I mean, just like last Super Bowl, man, it's like you never know who it's going to be. It's about everybody being ready for the moment, um, and, and he, was, he was ready for that moment in a couple big plays. The 14-play, 75-yard scoring drive came after Jake Moody hit a 27-yard field goal for the 49ers on the opening possession of OT. Mahomes kept the drive alive by scrambling for eight yards on fourth and one. The Super Bowl MVP also engineered a drive that led to Harrison Butker's game-tying 29-yard kick with three seconds left in regulation. Meanwhile, for the defeated 49ers, it's the second time in five years they have lost in the Super Bowl to Kansas City head coach Kyle Shanahan says this loss is a hard one to process. No regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but um, I'm going to lose with a group of guys. It's do with those guys anytime. And um, we'll take some time. We'll get over this and um, come back next year ready to go. Quarterback Brock Purdy threw for 255 yards and a touchdown and says he and his teammates are heartbroken after getting so close and not finishing. It just hurts. You know, we have the team obviously to do it, to win the whole thing and come up short like that. You know, the way things have been the last couple of years here, um, everyone wanted it so bad. So um, I think we're still trying to sort of gather you know, our, our thoughts and, and everything right now. The Chiefs are expected to hold a celebration parade later this week. Joining us once again for more Super Super Bowl talk is my VOA colleague, Muckbill Yabaro. Super sporty greetings, Muckbill. Super sporty greetings, Sonny. What's going on? Patrick Mahomes, he'll be celebrating in Kansas City this week along with the rest of the Chiefs. Mahomes. Another spectacular performance in the Super Bowl, Muckbill. Where do you rank uh, Mahomes among Super Bowl quarterbacks? I-, I say he's right there, maybe only just behind Brady. I think he's tied with uh, Montana right now with three finals MVPs. So you could go Montana or you could go uh, Mahomes. But he's right there. He's only 28, so he still has so many more potential opportunities to surpass Joe and try to catch up with Brady. Brady's got seven Super Bowls with five finals MVPs. Looking at the game last night, Muck Bill, uh, what did you think were the key points for Mahomes and the Chiefs 
in making that rally to beat uh, the 49ers? I think to me, more than anything else, it just showed the level of, um, you know, the, the, the composure that this young man has, right? Throughout the season, we've seen uh, potential uh, dropped passes from some of his receivers and tight ends. The team pretty much seemed frustrated. He was very frustrated as well. Uh, he gets into playoff mode. And it's like it's another tick. It's another mm, level, right? Mm. We have a lot of great quarterbacks in the league at the moment. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is one of them. Just got regular season MVP. Um, you know, much deserving for the Baltimore Ravens and the team and what he's done for that team as well. But to be quite honest with you, Sonny, when it comes to clutch situations, Patrick Mahomes is probably only second to Tom Brady right now. As what I'm seeing, you know, especially if we look at what he's able to do, not only as a pocket passer, but what he can do with his feet as well. Certain instances, it's like he has that Tom Brady clutch gene. Brady wasn't really known for running, but he could run when he needed to. (laughs) You know, he could run when he needed to, but Mahomes could use it. He could really use it. Uh, Uncle, uh, what's it called? Uh, Shannon Sharp uh, calls him Mahomes boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Muckville, I was uh, uh, talking Super Bowl with a friend uh, who's not a football fan, and I brought up the name of Taylor Swift, and he said, is that like a really fast receiver for right. the Chiefs? I said, no, <laughs> no, Taylor Swift is is not a player. Uh, I did see her at the game, and she had reason to cheer. Her boy Kelsey came through a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, look, first off, that is an amazing name. It definitely sounds like a wide receiver name for sure, Taylor Swift. Very fast, right? <laughs> so uh, let's say this, though, that Taylor Swift probably has made more money for the NFL than any player this year. And, and she's kind of been like a, she's almost like a good luck charm. I oh, think, I think at, they've won most of the games uh, every time she's she, shown up at. They do say she's primetime TV. As soon as you put Taylor <laughs> on TV, man, uh, only good things have happened for the Chiefs. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll be hoping she sticks around her and Kelsey. But, yeah, no, uh, she's been great for the team for sure. Uh, but Travis Kelsey, you know, dug down and also, you know, did what he could uh, in this Super Bowl. I saw there, there's a couple possessions where he was kind of getting frustrated in the first half. The team in general was very, very sloppy in the first half. I felt as though, and we spoke about this earlier off air, where this was the, the instance where the 49ers, Brock Purdy, Shanahan, should have really put their imprint on this game and made it so difficult for the Chiefs to come back. Because we already understand with Patrick Mahomes, with Travis Kelsey, uh, with the skill set and the players that this team have, it's it's very difficult when you leave them within that range. They can it's within striking range still. So uh, that's pretty much what happened. I'm sure Coach Andy Reid went into it halftime. Look, we played a terrible game, especially our probably fir- worst first half mm. in the uh, entire playoffs, and we're still a score down only. So let's get back into it. Let's do what we can. This is the very last game. Leave it all on the field. They came out and really, really played well. Uh, But it was an excellent, excellent game going into overtime. Also, Sonny, this was the first... Uh, this was the first time that this new rule has been put in place where the NFL now has it where um, originally in overtime situations, it was that if a team scores a uh, field goal, then the other team has potential to get the ball back. And if they score a field goal, the game still goes on. 
if the second team that gets the ball scores a touchdown or the first team to score a touchdown, the game is over. Now, in the very first uh, position, uh, possession, if the first team goes all the way down and scores a touchdown, the other team still has an opportunity to potentially score a touchdown. Now, this is a new rule that this okay. is the first Super Bowl that they've put that in place. And I think that super fair you know super fair sometimes you know if if, if you just toss up the uh, uh the coin flip and you lose the coin flip could be over for you man so uh, <laughs> i like the, i like the new rule being imposed there talking field goals muck bill uh super bowl record set on sunday night in las vegas uh i think we had three field goals uh over 50 yards new super bowl record 57 yards i mean that's a boot Oh my God, fifty-seven yarder. That's 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 in sixty sixty yard territory right there. That's a man. Maybe he should be playing soccer, <laughs> right, man? Because you know sometimes I feel like man, the kickers are the unsung heroes, man. A lot of times. People look at it, a football player, you know, football player is a, it's a running back, it's a quarterback, a receiver, you know, the kicker is such a pivotal role. Key player. Key player, especially with, you know, you don't get as many opportunities to be in the game. You could, you may not have been in the game to do a big play all game and all of a sudden, game is on the line, they're expecting you to perform. Super, super duper clutch, you have to be ice cold you know gotta have ice in your veins to be able to get that done Muckbill, you mentioned andy reed the uh, head coach of the kansas city chiefs how much credit do you give coach reed for the development of patrick mahomes Oh, shout out to Coach Andy Reid. He he's probably done an, a stellar job in 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 building this team around Patrick Mahomes, his skill set, and and working around it. But to be honest with you, I think Patrick Mahomes is one of those generational talents where I think pretty much if any coach kind of got him, they could have still worked with him. Uh, I don't think it's a super hard job, but I think in building this dynasty and making these uh, players and putting these players around uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think Andy Reid has done a stellar job. This was the third Super Bowl title in five years for the Chiefs. Uh, They're being called a dynasty. Do you see this dynasty continuing, Muckbill? I I really like them, Sonny, to be honest with you. They still have a lot of really young pieces around them. Their main go-to guy, Patty Mahomes, is only 28 years old. Unbelievable. You can get receivers or, or, you know, other positions for the most part. And like I said, ton of young talent on that team. Um, And they've built this level of camaraderie when when players win Super Bowls with each other and have such a difficult season, like the uphill battle that they had to have this season. I feel like it bonds them more. It allows them to want to keep winning, right? So maybe a player might take a potential, uh, you know, salary cut in hopes of keeping some of these pieces around because of how much they want to win. And that really shows you the value of winning for some of these players. Muckbill, I'm really big on athletes that play uh, multiple sports growing up. You played multiple sports. I played multiple sports. Patrick Mahomes played multiple sports growing up. Talk a little bit about his background. I I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes could have been an excellent MLB player. Like, 
excellent. It's and he probably, his father his father was a pitcher. Absolutely, and he probably he might have made a little bit more money initially. I think now with all the endorsements and everything on the mm. back burner, I'm pretty sure he's doing very well. You know, as a <laughs> franchise quarterback for the Chiefs. But initially, um, you know, just because obviously the, the no salary cap in the MLB just allows players to come and get these nine year. 300 or 400 million dollar contract some of these some of these numbers that you you hear amazing are, are just unbelievable generational wealth type of numbers for uh you know for these mlb players so to to know that you have the ability to be that great not only just from a collegiate standpoint but to be able to also do it on the professional level and have um some baseball teams want to sign you right. before you go pro in in the nfl really shows you that this kid is, is is a generational talent, maybe in multiple. You know, we might, if if it wasn't so hard for him to bounce between sports, we might have seen something similar to like primetime Deion Sanders or uh, Bo Jackson that jumped between football and baseball. I would have loved to see him do that. <laughs> Finally, Muckbill, uh, sort of off the pitch at the Super Bowl. A lot of people tune in to watch the TV advertisements during the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of them are humorous. But uh, from a financial standpoint, Muckbill, I think each ad in the Super Bowl uh, was sold for $7 million for 30 seconds, which coincidentally is what the winning team got paid for at AFCON. Unbelievable. The numbers continue to rise on these smaller and short segments for the Super Bowl. Incredible. Full and well, the eyes that are going to be on it. Uh, just an amazing marketing uh, strategy. Thank you, Muckbill Yabaro, our producer and VOA sports reporter right here. Thanks also to VOA engineer Bill Andrade. And thank you for tuning in. Once again, congratulations to the elephants of Ivory Coast, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs for winning respective titles in their respective sports. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.